What is your greatest builder of wealth? You may believe it is your investments, your real estate, or your income, but you actually have to go deeper than that. On this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, I get on a Zoom call with Jessica Narwa as we discuss the impact your mindset has on your wealth. special guest with me today. I have Jessica. She is a money mindset coach. I'm going to give her a minute to go ahead and introduce herself and tell you about what she does. Hey everyone, it's so lovely to be here. I'm so, so happy to have this opportunity to just let you guys know a lot more about money mindset and how it can really shape your future and how you can start getting more money into your life. So I am a money mindset coach, also a tax accountant. And I basically help people shift their mindset to make more money. So what that means is a lot of people have mindset blocks that they actually don't know about. There's a reason why if you're currently only making £2,000, $2,000 a month, there's a reason why you can't move past that. And that is due to your mindset, which not a lot of people know. So that is my job to help you move past your mindset blocks. So I can just help you to be the best you, allow you to make more money and allow you to invest and just do you, how live your best life basically. Maybe you're about that's the theme of this podcast. Oh, yay. See, yeah. look at that. <laughs> look started at out that. as budget, babe. Live your best life without breaking your bank. Now it's living your best life. Literally. because Being your best self. Literally. Because why, why be someone else that you don't want to be? Because a lot of people just have the block of not having enough money to live their best life. So why don't you make more money so you, you can live your best life? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about how you got to where you are. Now, tell us about where you're from, what you like to do for fun, and how you got to be the money mindset coach. So my story is a bit of an odd one. So I officially became a money mindset coach in February 2021. However, unofficially, maybe last year, November, because I personally invest in Airbnbs, properties, so that is my background, and I always struggled. I honestly believe the whole property industry was a scam because I couldn't make the 10,000 months that everybody else was making, so I was like, well, clearly everybody's faking it. It can't be real, not knowing that I was the issue, so I had my own personal mindset blocks. At the time, my corporate job was bringing in. The reason why I used 2004, because that was what my corporate job was bringing me in, and I couldn't move past that in my property business, so so for me, I was like, well, clearly this property investing thing isn't real. But obviously I looked into things such as hypnosis, meditations, EFT. And once I started applying that, I literally tripled my income the very next month without actually doing anything different. Literally just mindset work. I didn't change no strategy in my business. That was literally the one thing I changed. And that's, that's when it hit me. I like, this is real. Mindset is real. Like what you think really does affect what's on the outside world and that's when I unofficially started so then I did my life coach certification and by February I started helping loads and loads of people to shift their mindset to make more money as well 
Yeah. I see that you guys, you started in just in 2021 at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And exactly. since then you have actually grown your business exponentially. Yeah. I yeah. I the mindset. Literally. And I'm telling you 100% that is definitely from the mindset because if I didn't get my mindset right before launching my business, I would have broken by now. So many things have happened. Like, for instance, my bank account was closed. Obviously, when you make too much money, banks get suspicious. <laughs> so my bank account was closed. Um, what else was closed? Um, one of my first launches, it didn't go well at all. It wasn't. It didn't go as planned. But if I was someone that didn't work on my mindset first, I, that would have knocked me down. Like, I wouldn't have been able to rebound from that. But I looked at the positives. I looked at, okay, what did I do wrong? How can I fix it for next time? If my mindset wasn't right, I promise you, I would have given up at that point. I would have given up because it was just too much stress. And during launch periods as well, that is where your mindset really does come to play because it's so mentally draining and demanding and you have so many people popping up from different sources. So yeah, if once you get your mindset checked, trust me, you'll just see everything grow so, so fast. Yeah, this is very relatable because I know when I first moved to Nashville, there was a lot of conversations like all these kids living in the culture age, they're trust fund babies. And you're just so quick to write it off. If you're in a certain situation, you know, you're working your entry-level job. You're so quick to assume that people who have money just had everything handed down to them. It's Literally. not fair. And that's a mindset that a lot of people never learn to get over. And for me, it took being friends with a lot of entrepreneurs who had to do the mind work. Mm-hmm had to do the belief, the work to believe in themselves. They have coaches who help them out mm-hmm. to get to where they're at, to get to making six and seven figures a year. Literally. And that's what it is, is putting yourself in those spaces. So for instance, me recently, actually it wasn't really recently. It's like a couple of months ago, maybe May now I joined a completely different gym. So usually my gym was 20 pounds a month. That's, that wasn't really affecting me. But I joined a gym that was literally 165 pounds a month. So for me, that was a massive jump. But the reason I did it, and those of people think I'm crazy for it, is because the people that go to the gym are the people I want to be around for the rest of my life. Those are the people that, you know, their mindset is in the right place. Those are the, the wealthy people. They have yeah. they drive the cars I want. They drive, um, they have the attitude I want to be around. So for me, it was like, I need to put myself in that situation because Say, for instance, when you go on holiday, like a really nice holiday, the first day is like, oh my God, it's beautiful here. Second day is, oh my God, it's beautiful here. Then you get used to it. It's like, it becomes your normal when you get to like the third, fourth day. And that's the way I feel with my gym now. Like at first I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the best gym in the world. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Will I be accepted in this gym? Not knowing that a couple of weeks in, it's my new normal now. So now I can't go back to being that 20 pound gym girl. I'm not, nothing's wrong with that. But for me, now that it's become my new normal, now all I can do is go up from there. So now I'm just accustomed to seeing Rolls Royces, Bentleys, Porsches every single day. It's my new normal now. Beautiful. Now, where in the UK do you live where you see so much wealth? Yeah, so I live in, I don't know if you know Essex in the UK. Oh, you do know Essex? Not many people know Essex. Yeah, yeah, London. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like next to um, London. So there's an area called Chigwell. And that's basically a lot of wealthy people live in Chigwell in Essex. Yeah. My friend brings me back. I haven't been to England yet, but my friend, she travels quite a bit. That's pretty much, she does real estate. She travels the world. She always brings me back Harry's tea. Oh, you like tea? Good. Yeah. (laughs) I love tea. I love tea. What's your favorite tea? Do you use like the normal English breakfast or do you like the peppermint and the green teas? 
I like the, the green peppermint teas. Oh, I love that. They're very yeah, refreshing. Yeah. Starbucks used to have a selection of green tea and I heard they're discontinuing it. I guess they're known more for coffee. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I don't think they'll do that in this country. It might just cause a massive problem. Canceling <laughs> tea in England, it's not going to work. No. <laughs> yeah. And tea's more hydrating than coffee. I love Tia Vana, which Tia Vana was bought by Starbucks here. Oh, I've never heard of that. Is that like a like a coffee shop or like something in America? We don't have that here. Yeah, they sell loose leaf teas. Oh. And whatever you're liking is if you like herbal, if you like mint teas, they even show you the caffeine levels in them. It's a wow. way because in the US, the food industry is not as monitored as it is in other places yeah. so a lot of the teas that you buy in the grocery store could have a lot of pesticides in them mm. bags and stuff that they're not proven to be bad for you but there's just not enough studies around if they're bad for you or not mm. and the tea at Tiavon is all natural interesting have well, the same preservatives okay I never knew that Standard. I might need to if I take a trip down I need to go and see check it out Check it out. Yeah, I think they're still, I think our Green Hills Mall in Nashville, they still have a Tiavana. Definitely oh, worth checking out. And they have the nice yeah. tea kettles that are made of steel, like traditional teas, instead of putting it in the microwave or boiling the water and pouring it. But it's literally my dream. I'm a tr- I just love tea, so it's my dream. <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> yeah. Now, somebody said something earlier to me, and she owns a bank. She said, everything you buy is an investment. From the mm. coffee that you drink in your cup this morning to the mattress that you're sleeping on. And I fully believe this. Did sure. you have to start investing more into yourself before you Absolutely. saw the wealth grow? Absolutely. And that goes back to like the gym story because I have been trying to make like tiny little upgrades yeah. throughout. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, say, for instance, if I was to just get a normal chocolate bar in the shop, I would start to get like an organic chocolate bar or something that, you know, is a bit more expensive, but I need to start making the tiny little upgrades in my life to eventually get to the place because jumping literally from here to like where I want to be will be too big. So I need to make the tiny little upgrades to get my body like ready and accustomed to that lifestyle. So yeah, absolutely. And that's when that's one of the major reasons I actually joined that gym because it has like a spa, it has like so many different facilities in it. It's not just a gym. So it's something more for the the mental health as well. It has a dry meditation room in there literally. So that is one of the major things I 100 percent think everybody, if you want to start making more money, start having more abundance you need to firstly invest in yourself and get yourself right because there's no there's no point having all this money when you're not even healthy you can't even enjoy it so you need to start with you yeah you've got to start with you and there's you can have a hundred thousand in your bank account you can have ten dollars in your bank account how you spend it and how you keep it Mm -hmm. is basically up to you and your mindset a lot of people self-sabotage because they don't believe that they deserve what they have. Exactly. And that's one of the major mistakes that people make because you do deserve everything you have and everything you want. A lot of people feel guilty when they want something more. They're like, no, I need to give this to my kids. I need to give this to a charity. But why not help you out first so that you can help more people at a massive scale? That's the way I see it. If I can make enough money for myself, then I have enough money to help other people out and I can make such a big impact and a massive impact 
rather than just, you know, maybe giving 10 pounds here and there. What about giving 100,000 here and there? So that is my philosophy. Absolutely. I love it. And that's something that I learned just recently. I read a book when I was starting my new job, and this was about three or four years ago. Somebody gave me a parting gift from my old job, and it was a book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I love that book. Oh, so good. And she has one geared towards making money as well. Mm -hmm. I remember reading this and I thought, okay, everybody's recommending this book, but it's almost too good to be true that you can just improve what's around you just by thinking better, just by investing into myself, just by, okay, replacing my, one of my grocery store trips to Aldi, replacing that with Whole Foods, eating better foods, or, you know, if I want to go on this vacation, how am I going to save up the money for it? But just coming up with a plan and actually making it happen. Absolutely. And that's one thing as well. Like you can change a lot of things with just your mind. But I think, have you read The Secret before? Yes, I saw the Netflix. Yeah. So good. Jack yeah. Canfield is yeah. one of my heroes. Yeah. So I think one thing they do miss out on that book is you need to take some kind of action in the physical world. Because yeah. you know, like the exercise they gave of the Parkinson's, I don't know if, it, if that was in the film. I haven't watched the film. <laughs> but with the... Uh, what's it called the parking space trying to like manifest the parking space like you still need to take physical action in the real world but I think that's one major thing the book has missed out and especially with um manifesting things such as money I don't know if you've read um Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas yes we read that in my yeah. book club she's incredible and she's oh, really? she talks about making those small upgrades literally yeah so I feel like her book is amazing because it teaches you how to actually take action as well in the real world yeah. not you know just think about it and what happened like she actually gives you steps on how to actually take the actions which I think is incredible yeah I need to reread that again I it was one of my books of the week it's really good I love her I really do love her she yeah. is my mindset queen yeah literally now have you taken her boot camp or heard of her boot camp no I have heard of it but I haven't actually taken it um I actually have done another money mindset um course with my current coach now Nor Hibbert so she's more manifesting and also business strategy so that's who I did my money mindset co um, course with but I have heard of obviously Denise Duffield's um money bootcamp it looks amazing one day maybe I will take it have you taken it yourself? I have not taken it I had a good friend that did though and she has a seven-figure business wow that's good that's what amazing what one yeah. thing I found very interesting is she talks about doing forgiveness work mm -hmm. yeah, I do that in mine as well yeah the Ho'oponopono's yeah, so, yeah. mm -hmm. whether you do a Ho'oponopono or you pray for forgiveness but just yes. letting go of certain things in the past certain things in your subconscious mind people underestimating you telling you you can't do something just being able to forgive that and move past that does make a great deal of a of a difference in your your mindset your experience and your confidence in going after what you want absolutely and I think that is also crucial one thing that I actually do I'm going to let you guys in with a secret with my clients is I get them to write a letter of forgiveness to someone that maybe has hurt them 
has either you know really pissed them off annoyed them so that's one thing I get them to do so they can just let it go because once you've let it go then you can you don't even know what's out there for you literally the world is your oyster you can have anything you want yeah and forgiveness too talking about mindset once you are able to finally forgive somebody that has wronged you there's it's almost like chains are being cut away from you literally and yeah that's that's another thing I do is like a meditation called cutting cords so literally like not physically cutting cords but energetically cutting cords I don't want people yeah. out here people off like but you know what I mean like energetically just cutting yourself off from someone that is giving you trouble in your life like disturbing a piece the toxic energy just getting rid of the negativity basically so that's another great thing that I think everybody should do if you can even YouTube it I don't know if there's such thing on YouTube I haven't actually tried it but that's one thing I do record for my clients as well yeah do you coach them to declutter physical things yeah. in their house that are that make them feel Denise would say make you make you feel cheap make you feel poor literally and getting rid of all the old clothes getting rid of basic just clearing out your space so you can get start getting more things in I think that's also one thing that a lot of people miss out with trying to manifest more money they just try and get more 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 without knowing that money is literally just energy it needs to flow so if there's no flow then you're not going to get more money so that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't know is money literally is just energy it's not like a physical form because if you think about it back in the day there was no such thing as like cash as we know it today it was all about exchanging animals for services and then it got into like gold your silver your um and then after the gold and silver then coins cash came in and now we can even see it changing again with cryptocurrency so literally money is literally just energy it's not a physical form so to make more money all you literally have to do is exchange give value exchange energy with flow that's literally how you make more money and yeah. not many people know that isn't it crazy to think that the way that we spend is possibly going to be completely different in the next 10 years or so than what oh, we're doing now now we have our physical and even if it's not really cash if you're just putting it on a debit card or something like it's just a cash flow that you're counting plus a credit flow <laughs> literally and I honestly believe cash is going to be a thing of the past I honestly believe cash like notes coins as we know it today is going to be extinct very very soon I feel like not cryptocurrency is going to take over but it's going to be like in a digital form not like as we know it today especially with the pandemic and how they're trying to eliminate exchanging of money I feel like by the I don't know how long it'll be but eventually it will go yeah I think the situation where a lot of those kids bought GameStop stop exchange or just game GameStop stock, where they bought that and made a fortune off of it, that just kind of goes to show you that you don't need to be in any sort of background in life, or you don't need to be a certain type of person to know how to make money literally and especially with social media these days there's a lot of young social media influencers yeah. and it's crazy because they can be making millions and someone that's you know stuck in their old ways and that's the issue there if you're stuck in your old ways <laughs> can literally be going into work day in and day out and barely making twenty thousand. so we need to go over the times and not many people know that you need to start moving the times. so here we are yeah the social media influencer role is super fascinating to me 
a girl that lived in the same town as me growing up. She's a huge social media influencer, gets paid to talk about beauty products and laundry detergent. She's got two or three daughters, if I'm not mistaken. And real wow. you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. People kind of say, oh, that's just a little social media influencer. She doesn't do much, but they have to look, they have to know how to copyright. They have to know photography. They also have to know what the trend is and finding the algorithm and Instagram is very tricky at times. It's extremely tricky, especially that they change it. I don't even know. Is it every month they change it now? Because yeah. I feel like they change it all the time. <laughs> Literally. And I don't blame them because a lot of people look down on social media influencers, but it's so hard. And even trying to run my business, Instagram myself, yeah. I don't know how they do it and take pictures like very regularly, every day maybe. To Great photos. I mean, professional. Like, have it's a professional hard. photographer for sure. It's hard. Like, I really do think they're all really amazing because I don't know how, I really don't know how people look down on them. They just think it's, oh, you just post a picture and get paid. But it's really, it's a lot more that goes into it. A lot more. Yeah. I get so much value out of some of the content I see on my Instagram, even TikTok. Just about mindset. On TikTok, I get a lot of things about how to recover from dating a narcissist or what your future may look like, or, you know, a lot of motivation and mindset, positive affirmations for the day. I've done meditations on Instagram. Absolutely. And it's all about the short form content content now I'm seeing, because it's like, you can tell a story in like 60 seconds. And it's crazy to see how you can get so much value from someone that has literally just spent 60 seconds. And I think that's where social media is going now like the short like real format the short tiktoks kind of thing and i love yeah. it i love i love how you can get so much information in such a short period of time i i love watching reels like it, it can get dangerous <laughs> back to back <laughs> yeah and they're fun to make i mean i wanted to be an actress growing up and tiktok and instagram are kind of giving me that giving me that platform to entertain people yeah absolutely and that's I love that as well. So you wanted to be an actress. That's so weird. I actually used to perform when I was younger, like really young in um, the West End. I don't know if you've heard the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I love that. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. that's one of my I favorite performance stories, that. actually. Yeah, I used to um, perform in that as well. And a couple of others. I don't know if you've heard of um, Whistle Down the Wind. Whistle Down All Andrew Lloyd Webber um, musicals. I do love Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, so that was another one of that as well. And then Annie, I did. So yeah, I, I used to perform. Yeah. People ask me, would I go back? Probably not. I don't even know if I can sing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I did high school theater and that was the only thing. I could not go back to high school if you paid me, but I would go back to, I played Patty Simcox in Greece. I did oh, wow. Marion and Robin Hood. What else? Did a lot of short stories, gets, and even drama classes. That is the one thing I would go back to. I went to a group in a small town called Bristol, Virginia. And right outside there, there's a Barger Theater. It's a historic theater in Abingdon, Virginia. And I did, I had to go through a lot of camps. Went to a lot of church camps and this sort of thing. But I would go to theater camp at Barger Theater. And that they were my people. That was my family. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that was the happiest I was growing up. And that's the thing with like your musical theater and your like actresses. It's a really nice community because you're all like you have so much energy as a whole, 
because you know you're always performing singing and dancing but then when you all come together it's just such a nice vibe and that's what I really loved about like just performing really and just being around all of them people it was amazing yeah did you ever feel you know right before the performance is over you're like man I'm ready to have my life back again and the minute the show was over you just miss the people even the people you yeah. didn't necessarily like as much but you just miss being around people all the time you miss literally. performing you miss the music that was literally me when like it was the last show and it got taken down from the west end I was so upset like a lot of us actually did cry <laughs> we yeah. were so we're like no that's like how many months of our lives because obviously it was every day back to back two days on a Wednesday and two shows on a Sunday Saturday sorry so it's like you built a really tight bond with everyone and the cast members so it was just crazy when it finished I was like you know what one day maybe I'll go back <laughs> but I want to go and watch Lion King that will make me happy but I can't perform in it I feel like I'm old now but it's fine <laughs> funny because I say, when I retire, I'm going to do more community theater. But then it's like, when I retire, what role can I play? <laughs> I want to travel. <laughs> I, want, I want to travel as well. That's yeah. uh, that's also the uh, time when I'm the happiest. Even yeah, if it's just fun. for a work trip, going to Salt Lake City, Utah, or Orlando, Florida, you know, somewhere I've been a couple times over and over again. I'm the happiest when I'm traveling. And during the pandemic, you know, I live in a really cool city. I live in Nashville. I would almost go to the touristy areas and put myself in that vacation mode. Oh. So right. have you traveled anywhere since then? Or has it just literally just been Nashville? I went to, I went to Denver, Colorado, Ooh. Halloween weekend in October. And we went to, for my work, we did our national sales meeting, Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, amazing. Uh, I watched their Real Housewives. <laughs> really? They have a Real Housewives in Utah? Yeah, they do, but I think they've stopped it now. They haven't, well, maybe it's because of the pandemic, but they haven't brought out a new season yet. But yeah, they do have a Real Housewives there. It's kind of new. I think it came out in either 2019 or 2020. So yeah, it's, it's new. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I I tried with reality TV. I tried watching The Bachelor with some of my friends. Oh, I've never watched that. I, I couldn't. I just, I watched one season, then I watched The Bachelorette. I actually liked the girl that was The Bachelorette because she was the youngest of two brothers like I was. Mm-hmm. She was very athletic and just very confident. Her name was Jojo and I liked that season. And then it got to like Bachelor in Paradise. And, oh, I like, when they do the spinoffs that don't actually work. <laughs> yeah, you even try yeah. to watch The Bachelor and it's just, it's just not my kind of entertainment. Oh, it's no. not for me, but yeah, I watched the Kardashians when they first came out. I thought they were funny just because it was just Chloe, Kim and Courtney. They're super privileged yeah. and you watch them freak about the little things in life. It's so funny. What they dealt with. Yeah. It's literally it's so funny to see them freak out over like little stuff. It's like, you know, there's bigger problems in the world right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but obviously they don't know about it like that. So it's so funny sometimes. There was, there was one when they went to Bora Bora and Kim's boyfriend at the time pushed her in the water. She searched ugly crying over these earrings that she lost. Oh yeah. In the, in, yeah, yeah. Yes. And Chloe looks at her and she goes, Kim, there's people dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, She's so right. And she's just over earrings. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. 
they are so funny that's why sometimes i do love reality tv because they are just like so funny like just seeing how other people live but then yeah. sometimes i do think is it probably staged sometimes but i don't think they are i don't think they're staged i know and you talk about the wealth mindset look at where they shop look at how they dress literally and that's why i like watching a million dollar listing actually I, I started that last year i just love houses to start off with but just seeing how they live i'm like wow i'm gonna get this one day literally it's like a motivation for me every time i watch it, i just get so happy I'm like that's how i'm gonna design my house that's how that's the kind of marble i'm gonna have like if you ask me about marbles i can probably tell you about marbles because of the show <laughs> and tell you about like inside out inside outdoor living and stuff i can literally tell you <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it, it's great the million dollar listing now you're in real estate you do yeah so you do you you have quite a few properties so I have two Airbnbs. So they're in, I don't know if you know London well, but Canary Wharf in London. I don't know if you know that where that is. But yes, so it's just um, one, one, one bed and another two bed. And literally, yeah, just Airbnb. So they're available there for anybody that wants it. It's all on Airbnb. So that's how you find it or booking.com. Yeah. So anyone that's listening and wants to travel to the UK, yeah, literally. You, you can just type in Pioneer Property Solutions and you'll find it. <laughs> what is it, Tiny? Pioneer Property Solutions. Pioneer Property Solutions. So they type in that and they can find Absolutely. properties. Fantastic. And then you also worked as a tax accountant. Let's talk yeah. about the mindset that people have around taxes because taxes are one way that many will feel robbed of their income when they pay taxes. There, and a lot of times it's not necessarily that they don't use the roads or the public library or, or whatever, you know, traffic lights, they don't need police. So the things that government does provide for them, but when they look at some of the ways that government is spending the money mm -hmm. that may not necessarily apply to them or may not necessarily seem beneficial, how do you help people overcome that obstacle, that hurdle? Yeah. So one of the main mindset issues I get with um, people not wanting to pay their taxes is that they believe all rich people don't pay taxes. It's always the ones that are middle class and lower class that pay their taxes, which to an extent is true, but that's only because they invest in the correct tax accountants to help them minimize their taxes. So I basically help people to understand that you are paying taxes to help other people. The people that can't afford a living, the people that, that can't afford in the UK, we have free healthcare. So the people that can't afford to look after themselves, they have benefits in the UK. So that's how you're paying your taxes to help someone else. So you can look at it as you are doing your charitable contribution to somebody else, if that's what you want to look at it is. But then also taxes is one of those things that a lot of people just want to avoid it, but if you avoided all the tax, if everybody avoided taxes, where do you think the world would be right now? Like, what do you honestly think is going to happen if nobody paid yeah. taxes? How will, how will the government literally spend to look after your country? So that's another way you need to look at it. And to be fair, in comparison to what you're making, it's not that bad to pay the taxes that you have. You should be privileged. You should look at it as, I am blessed that I have enough money to even pay taxes. Yeah. You should look at it in that sense as well. Because if you're paying more taxes, that means you're making more money. Absolutely, exactly. And that's another thing that a lot of people miss out. Like, obviously, you should be blessed that you're paying more taxes because you have more money. Yeah. 
And the money that you think, if you're saying, okay, well, this is what I could have bought with what I'm paying in taxes. Why not look at the money you have now? And if you really are taking a huge dent, how can I make that money back? Exactly. And plus, there are ways that you can invest the money that you want to pay in taxes. If it's your business, for instance, and it's a bit harder when you're an employee, but you can invest it in things like a pension because then at least that will not be taxed. It will be bringing your tax down. So technically you can, if you're smart enough to kind of go and look for ways, you can. It's honestly possible for everybody. Yeah, a couple of ways and a couple of ways to give back. Literally, for, charity for as well is a good one because if you don't want to pay the taxes, why don't you just give the money to charity? Yeah. There you go. And get a tax break on it. And even it's- stuff like, you know, if you don't agree with a certain war, if you don't agree with you know, just certain policies, thinking about, okay, the amount of money that I'm putting towards that may not be as detrimental exactly. as the property taxes will be as paying for having police and firemen Absolutely. and public schools. Even if I don't have children in a school, a public school, it's still bringing up a brighter future. Have involvement exactly. in that. And you never know, like, who is in that public school that can be like the next I don't even know person to find um, a cure for a disease so you need to kind of help them to get to the place they need to be so yeah Yeah. now even with two a lot of people get mad because Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk don't pay enough taxes and I'm sure they do but people look at the way they spend their money and they think, oh, this is so unfair. They can afford to send themselves off into space. They can offend, they can offend, or they can afford to have a spa in every room in their mansion. How do you help people overcome that sort of a mindset? So for me, it's like you never know what goes on behind closed doors. A lot of people that I know from my gym that are very wealthy contribute a lot to charities but they don't make it known because there's also this thing where if you make it known that you contribute to charities it's going to be like are you just doing it for the like fame are you doing it so people know so a lot of them keep it quiet so for all you know they could be given like thousands millions to charity but they're just not saying it so that's one thing they need to my clients I tell them you need to bear in mind that there is a possibility that you don't know what's going on behind crystal they could be building a school somewhere for like less privileged children you don't know that so that's one thing I definitely tell them to do just stop looking at what they're doing and start focusing on what you're doing yeah don't don't compare yourself to others it's a trap exactly. it is exactly. designed to keep you where you are and keep you behind than it is to help you move forward with your goals and what you want financially what you want as far as making an impact with your business Absolutely. Absolutely. So something I ask, and we, we've already talked about a couple of books that we love. Uh, something I ask every guest on here. I said, what is your favorite book? What should we make the book of the week? Um, I will 100% go back to what I said before. <laughs> I was going to think of a new book, but no, it's absolutely Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffel. Yes. I just think that book is just amazing. Yeah, Literally. I can listen to her talk all day yeah, I love an Australian accent as well. <laughs> I love it. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And I love her comparisons. I love how she talks about a lot of Hollywood movies, how they have seeped into the subconscious of women, how the nice business owners own bakeries that don't succeed and flower shops, and how women who are executives like Miranda Pleasley are portrayed as, well, bitches. 
literally and that is like something that that's why a lot of women struggle to make the money they want they don't want to be seen as that you know that rich bitch so that you know that phrase that <laughs> gets yeah. thrown around a lot and it was just sad because there's so much out there for us literally there is so much out there for us but we just want to keep playing small to try and please other people but yeah. by you playing small you're actually preventing somebody else from being great because whatever your purpose is on this planet everybody has a purpose whatever that is you need to make it come out you need to help other people because if for instance me as a money mindset coach there is people I can touch that Denise can't we are like two different people yeah. we have two different lives we have two different stories so the people I can touch is not going to be the same people she can touch so by me playing small because she is so amazing at what she does it's not going to help anybody that really wants to learn from me so that's one way that I personally get over that mindset block as well because I can't play small just to keep somebody else happy because there's someone out there that I need to be helping so they don't play small so that's one thing that I definitely do myself and I think the desires that you have and the messages that you have I feel like whenever that is put into your mind, that means there's somebody that needs to hear that from you. Exactly. I, I said the same thing about starting this podcast. I said, okay, there's so many money podcasts out there. There's so many podcasts where they interview entrepreneurs or whatnot. It's like, okay, yeah, I can look up to people like Lewis House, but we're interviewing different types of people. I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, people that are just you now getting started. He's interviewing New York Times bestselling authors. Exactly. And that's one thing we need to bear in mind. Stop comparing. We need to stop comparing. We need to stop comparing as just a whole, like, I don't even know, like a whole population, really. It's not even a generation. It is a whole population. So we all need to stop comparing because everybody is so unique. Everybody is so different. There is nothing that, even if you literally have the same name as, as someone, you're literally born in the same city, have the same features, you don't you don't live the same life you have a whole different life and you have a a lot of different experiences that you personally have been through that is somebody's that is your story and your testimony so someone else is waiting for it so that is one thing that you know you need to really bear in mind to stop comparing just literally stop it stop comparing and I'll add to that stop trying to fit in exactly because if you're trying to fit in you're making yourself small and you're fitting into a trap so to say Exactly. I absolutely agree with that. And then another question I ask everybody on the show is what is one thing that you don't go cheap on when you buy something? Now it's okay to find a good deal, uh, buy one, get one free on LaCroix. I like all brands of sparkling water. So I'll try a different brand every now and then, or even toilet paper. I go between like Cottonelle and Charmin or, you know, Costco brand has a great brand of it, but what is the one thing you do not budge on? What is the one thing that you will invest into I would say things health related, like for instance, like I did my teeth, very expensive. (laughs) Um, I got Invisalign, so I would say that's one thing I don't go cheap on. Um, I like to be, well, I don't, my mom kind of thought, because my mom's a nutritionist, so (laughs) she kind of like engraved the health thing into me. So um, that is, I'd say one thing, so like food, for instance, I won't go cheap on food. I'd rather have like the best option. So yeah, that's one thing I would say I don't go cheap on. Yeah. Nutrition is so overlooked in the U.S. It is basically the way we approach health is we look at the treatment instead of the prevention. Exactly. That's where the main mistake is. (laughs) Exactly. 
I mean, we've got so many high rates of heart disease, diabetes, alcoholism, but nobody wants to talk about investing into what you put in your body. Mm. Even I started doing a hydroponic garden because I started growing my own vegetables and fruit. I would rather buy something local that I know where it was made, know where it was grown and what it tastes better. And it makes me feel richer to eat higher quality food. Exactly. Just something that's prepackaged, you know, on the front counters as I'm checking out at Target, like a bag of chips or something like that. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. How you feel after you either eat something or do something is how do you feel? If you feel happy, then carry on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally carry on doing it. Your body tells you what you like. You just need to listen to it. A lot of people don't listen to their body. Your body is literally telling you every single minute of the day what it wants, but you just want to ignore it. You want to ignore the signs. You want to ignore the single signals. So yeah, absolutely. You need to just pay attention to the body. And if that's what you like, carry on. Carry on doing it. Yeah. Instead of doing a whole 30, I had a health coach um, on this show a couple of weeks ago, instead of doing the whole 30 and the paleo and the keto, you're just making an enemy out of food with those diets, but finding what makes you feel better, it's going to be different for all of us. Literally. And one thing I do think changed for me when I went on a diet is I didn't actually cut anything out, but what I did do was restrict my portions. So I'm still eating the food I love and the food I like, but by just having smaller portions, I realized that just really changed everything. Like all you need to do is make smaller portions. So yeah. For me, it's chewing slower. Yeah. That's another thing I did. Yeah. I, I got myself into a trap because I lived a very fast paced lifestyle go from here to there, here to there. And when I did eat, even if it was healthy, I had to just get it down. I was like, okay, let's get all this lettuce down my throat. But that behavior around eating caused me to gain weight. Whether I'm eating a salad or a sandwich or, you know, having to grab a cheeseburger somewhere. Absolutely. And yeah, that's one thing I was so bad at as well. I was literally... I, I will rush so quickly just to finish my food. Mom's like, just slow down, slow down. I'm like, no, but I'm hungry. <laughs> the food, she's like, oh, she's always like, the food's not running away. I was like, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> or if I'm eating something that I'm really enjoying, I feel like I got to take every single bite. Yeah, that, honestly. That food, it will come around again. Yeah. Even it's if I'm traveling somewhere and it's a once in a lifetime thing, I will get that opportunity to eat that food again. I don't have to eat every single bite if I'm full already. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell people who want to work with you, want to get in that money mindset, tell them where they can find you. Yes. So I'm active on Instagram um, at Jessica Nawa. So literally just J-E-S-S-I-C-A-N-A-R-W-E-H. That is the same as Facebook, but as I said, I'm active on Instagram, but you can still find me on Facebook, but I just don't use it. Um, And then also I just ran a money... money mastery challenge the last week it was amazing literally five days free challenge um yeah that was for my money mastery boot camp so that was the most amazing week I had so many lovely feedbacks from them we went through goal setting we went through um your limiting beliefs we went through trying to shift your mindset to make more money and also I because I am a tax accountant I added in a couple of ways to you know 
try and invest in things to minimize your taxes so that's what was also part of the challenge the replay um is unfortunately is, i've taken the replay down guys but i will be maybe running another challenge towards the end of this year so if you follow me on socials you will see all about that um yeah so at the moment i don't have a program because my doors are closed right now but yeah. when my doors open you will see that um, yes. on my socials and I'm definitely going to link you on my Instagram. So that for people that follow me on Instagram, and then I'm going to put your information in the show notes as well. Thank so you so much. Be able to find you. Absolutely. Happy to promote you. Happy to help you out. Is there anything else you want everyone to know or any piece of advice you'd like to leave us with? I would say, guys, make sure that you just strive for the best. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Literally, just be you. You deserve the most amount of abundance in life. And I believe in you guys. Literally, you can do this. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been lovely.